Good morning. Good morning, class of 2005, our families, faculty, and friends. My name is Emily Chiswick-Patterson, and this is my co-chair, Shom Chakravarti, and we would like to welcome you to Class Day 2005. Class Day is supposed to be the fun day of graduation. Unlike yesterday's baccalaureate ceremony, which included Hebrew and Sanskrit, and tomorrow's commencement, which will largely be conducted in Latin and Aramaic, today's ceremony will strictly be limited to the more accessible languages of English and Canadian. Today is a day to honor our classmates, remember the times that we've shared here at Princeton, and show appreciation to the members of the university who have helped us along the way. Today we celebrate the great class of 2005 with our families as we approach tomorrow's commencement. Since there are a total of six people who actually came to hear either of us speak, hi mom, we would like to now introduce someone who you actually would be interested in hearing from, the president of this fine institution, Dr. Shirley Tillman. Good morning, everyone, on this absolutely glorious day for Class Day. And congratulations, Class of 2005. As all of you have surely guessed by now, Princeton has no shortage. Ah, ha, ha. I'm glad you're still awake. Princeton has no shortage of traditions, but Class Day, which dates back over a century, is among the happiest. Class Day is indeed your day, so I will be brief, something I can't promise for tomorrow. I do, however, want to say how happy I am to join you on Cannon Green, where this morning you celebrate the countless ties you have formed in the last four years. These bonds are what define a class, along with the apostrophe and the numbers that will forever trail your names. You arrived as strangers in the fall of 2001 from 40 countries around the world and now you leave as a coherent whole, the great class of 2005. You have told each other exactly what you think in precepts. You have huddled together over microscopes. You have shared the stellar food provided in the residential colleges. You have supported one another on our stages, our courts, and our playing fields. Some of you, I've heard, have even partied together, though never, I am sure, at the expense of your studies. And now, just when you're really getting to know each other, you must say farewell. For the most part, your daily contact will end and your lives will be filled with other faces and other concerns. New students will take your seats in the classrooms and the laboratories. 
Yet as the alumni who turned our campus into a festive sea of orange and black last week attest, you will forever be Princetonians. And Princeton will always, always welcome you back with open arms. Normally, we would have announced the results of the election of the newest young alumni trustee to the Board of Trustees at the end of the P-Raid. Unfortunately, none of you was paying the slightest attention to the reviewing stand as you solemnly marched by on Saturday during the light and sound show that we had orchestrated for your benefit. So this morning, I am pleased to announce that Matt Margolin will be joining the board in September. Congratulations, Matt. It also gives me great pleasure to invite your new class president, Sirabi Saraswat, to accept this key to the campus that Dean Degnan is bringing over right now. As you can see, it is larger than any keyhole that I know about, but at least you will have no hard time losing it. Moreover, this key entitles you and your classmates to take an active part in the life of Princeton for the rest of your lives. Specifically, it entitles you to visit our campus in person, electronically, or through the pages of the Princeton Alumni Weekly as often as you like. Two, join a global network of alumni associations, committees, and clubs for regardless of where you live, there is no escaping your fellow Princetonians. And three, enjoy round-the-clock access to Princeton's endowment. Ah, now you know there's a hooker. But only... <laughs> Not you. Sit down. You're only allowed to make deposits, not withdrawals. I regret this caveat, but it applies to all alumni, and it has never stopped them from supporting their alma mater with unsurpassed enthusiasm. I know that the same can and will be said of the great class of 2005. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, President Tillman. I'd now like to call up uh, the second class president on second president, sorry, on the order today, Ms. Azalea Kim, who's led our class for the past two years. Thank you. <laughs> president Tillman, honored guests, members of the faculty and administration, family, friends, and the great class of 2005, it is my honor to welcome you to class day. 
Before I begin, I would like to take a moment to remember those who have passed away during our journey through Princeton. I would also like to honor Professor of Economics and Public Affairs David Bradford, Princeton University organist David Messineo, and Manager of Media Services Donald Albury, all of whom had fostered close ties to members of the class of 2005 in their time here. I would ask that you join me in a moment of silence. All right, so I begin. In April 2004, a friend of mine, Ben Kingsley 05, alerted me to the existence of a weblog, an online diary of sorts, belonging to a member of the class of 2005. One entry on said website reads, I don't know who this Margaret Cho is or why I should care, but I will not get 15 emails about her visit without making some noise. Would a reply to Azalea Kim with just the word unsubscribe in the subject line really be all that rude? My response, perhaps. But it's no longer necessary, because after tomorrow, I assure you, there'll be no more emails from me. <laughs> and trust me, it was as good and terrible for you as it was for me. But please bear with me a few minutes longer before your inboxes fall silent for eternity. Aww. <laughs> this past summer, I found myself on a non-air-conditioned, rusted-out Beijing bus in the 95-degree heat. I was walled in by a cluster of Chinese grandmothers shoving with hands and elbows in an effort to get decent footing for the rickety ride. As the sweat dripped down my face, it occurred to me, what am I doing here? A quick elbow to the rib by the granny next to me pushed my thoughts further. I go to Princeton, the best school in the country, and Dean Fred picked me. Don't I deserve better? <laughs> From pogies to t-shirts to guest lectures to free Pequods, we as Princeton students feel entitled in many ways. All good things seem to come for free and are conveniently at our fingertips. But what are we owed by the world beyond Fitzrandolph Gate? As graduates of Princeton, yes, doors will open, but they may just as quickly slam in our faces. There will be letters of complaint to respond to, cups of coffee to make, glass ceilings to break, and tears of frustration to shed. I hope that it won't be in these moments of duress that we recognize the grave error of confusing good fortune with notions of entitlement. We have had four great years of being challenged in ways we never thought we could ever be challenged. We have had four great years to fall in love, swear off love, and then want to do it all over again. We have had four great years to challenge our preconceived notions of people and their backgrounds, from the Mayflower Society to a Boeing 747 that landed in Newark only four years ago. Princeton brought this motley crew together, and I hope we will not let the real world tear us apart. We have had four great years to wander around libraries in which we can touch the knowledge that we seek with our own bare hands. We have had four great years to taste the wonders of cheap beer and to familiarize ourselves with the bottom of a trash can or the friendly face of a Mikosh nurse. <laughs> and we have had four great years to download for Navid SM all the movies. <laughs> all the movies and episodes of Sex and the City we could ever imagine for free. For me, I have had four great years of living out the opportunity that was not available to my parents growing up in a post-war Korea. I've had four great years of realizing that I don't know what it really is like to be black, white, Hispanic, or to have lived abroad, or to be anyone but who I really am. But I live vicariously through all of you. The perspective I've gained will stay with me for the rest of my life. And I have had two great years of serving as your president. And last summer, thanks to Dean Williams, I had the chance to duke it out with little Chinese grandmothers for standing room on a Beijing bus. For all this, I was never entitled, and for all this, I am incredibly grateful. 
I realize that as of tomorrow, the taking ends and the giving must begin. What will we do with what we have been given in our years here at Princeton? What if rock star professors, Nobel laureates, open stack libraries, study braids, Navid SM, and t-shirts are not enough to be thankful for? I remind you again of that wonderful piece of news I shared with you earlier. No more class emails. And for this, we can all be thankful. Before I conclude, I would like to quickly thank my fellow class officers, the Commencement and Alumni Relations Committee, Dean Dunn, Shelley, Janos, Sean Weaver, and of course my family for all their help, dedication, and support. Most of all, I'd like to thank the great class of 2005. It has been an honor serving you. And remember, don't let anyone ever rain on your parade. I mean, parade. And if it does rain, don't let it get you down. Mudsliding and dancing in the rain will never get old if you stay young at heart. Thank you very much. Thank you, Azalea. Uh, apparently, we learned a new Canadian word. Hooker is caveat. Yes. <laughs> I said that I was Canadian. Uh, I'd now like to introduce the alumni class president, Surabi Saraswat. Family, friends, faculty, and my dear class of 2005. Serving my class as a class officer for the last four years has been those stressful, the most fun I could have asked for. I've gotten to meet a ton of people, whether they're disgruntled about whether or not there wasn't a hoagie left after seven hours of hoagies, or I've been planning formals, lectures, and concerts for you. And I know that everybody is going far and wide. After sitting down to a dinner the other day, I realized that everybody at that dinner would be on a different continent. And though we're going so far away, my job, despite the fact that I can no longer plan study breaks and such, is to keep you all together. And I couldn't think of something that I would want to do more for my next five years. I'm not going to be doing this alone, though. So I want to go ahead and introduce you to your other alumni class officers, if they could stand and be recognized. Alumni class vice president will be Anne Louise Biliani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she is. <laughs> Alumni class secretary will be Carolyn Cross. <laughs> and our alumni class treasurer will be Lisa Newman Wise. So I'm going to keep this very short. I can't wait for our next five years, and I can't wait to see you all at reunions next year. <laughs> At this point, the remaining three class officers, Emily Moxley, Stephanie Scott, and Tony Seabury, will come up to reflect on our four years together as a class. Freshman year introduced us to a new physical environment in addition to a new era. The 9-11 attacks preceded our first days of class as college students and there was speculation about pushing back those much-anticipated first classes. Ultimately, we decided that it was best not to let the events of September 11th alter our academic schedules, although they undoubtedly changed our first four years here. The fear penetrated our everyday lives. We all remember the anthrax scare and frist. Freshman year, we listened to Billy Joel in concert, 
we made the first freshman formal held in Rocky Common Room a smashing success. And we proved that even a mob of Princeton students is still just a mob when it comes time to getting your first pair of 05 pants. Sophomore year, we anxiously returned to campus after spending too much time with our parents over the summer. <laughs> Dining hall food and beasts never tasted so good. Still tucked away in our residential colleges, we had the coldest winter in memory. For the first time in decades, a snowstorm shut down the university and canceled classes. <laughs> Threats took the form of the Penn students on the Princeton debater and the borough police on the eating clubs. Several club officers were charged with alcohol violations. Junior year, we discovered kettle corn and that no dean state is complete without an organized spectacle, including the marching band, to cheer on our peers as they rushed to turn in their papers. The Newman's Day t-shirts turned contraband were worn shamelessly, despite Paul Newman's regrets about the tradition. We futilely fought great inflation and the mess and noise of the cicadas. We rocked out to Maroon 5, the Whalers, and George Clinton. We also added the Facebook.com to our armory of stalking tools and technical nerdiness. Senior year, Princeton was again ranked number one by U.S. News and World Report, completing our quadruple crown as a class. The Robertson lawsuit became the most expensive lawsuit in our history, but that didn't stop us from becoming the first class at the first university to graduate with a no-loan policy. We campaigned through the beginning of the year in the most divided election of our lifetime, and we fil filibustered outside of Frist this spring. <laughs> Many of us made our first trip to the Friends Center as we spent late nights working on our theses, but after we finished, we spent senior week laughing with Ben Stiller and belting out our favorite songs at the IVN. We enjoyed Ben Folds outside of our bedroom windows in the Pine Courtyard and witnessed the first ever totally unrequested encore from the Gin Blossoms at spring lawn parties. As we conclude our remembrance of four years here, I'd like to leave you with a quote from Adelaide Stevenson. Whoa! Wait, Whoa. what? Hold on a second, Tony. Just a second. Sorry. Just a second, folks. One moment. One. I mean, you guys did a really, really good job. But in all honesty, you missed some major headlines from the year. Don't worry, though, folks. Blythe and I have compiled all those headlines from various publications so you, we can remember what really happened these past nine months. So, here we go. This just in. According to a West College bulletin, entering senior year, 95% of us seniors actually believed that we were smart. After grade deflation kicked in, however, that number has dropped to 12. According to the New York Times, the year 2006 will likely see the merger of Bain, McKinsey, and Goldman Sachs. Currently, the new conglomerate will plan to call itself either Gold McBain, Bain McSachs, or the Princeton Alumni Network. According to a release in Academia Weekly, Princeton
the substance of who we are. Let us choose our friends and lovers, not for their connections or because they are among the few people left at the fifth reunion at 4 a.m., <laughs> but because they inspire, or at least infuriate us. Let us seek not just fullness, but nourishment, the kind gleaned from our more Not all of our precepts were inspired conversations, and certainly few of our flus were fests. But I will remember, but I will remember the panel discussion at which Cornell West kept calling fellow panelists Robert George, Brother Bobby. And I will remember the undulating reverberations of Toni Morrison's voice. These aspects of life at Princeton that were not recommended by any task force or pre-ordered like gold stamping are the best evidence that we should resist the impulse to plan every aspect of our lives. Yes, let us dare to put our fingers in many pies, but one at a time to make sure we catch the flavor of each. Whether or not we know where we will be next week, let us savor this moment. And now this one, and this one. Let us make the unstaged aspects of life at Princeton the first course in a movable feast. And since this is Princeton, my friends, let's keep it rich. Thank you very much, Margaret. Dean Dagnan will now come up to give the academic awards. Uh, Dean Dagnan is the Dean of Undergraduate Students. It is customary during class day festivities to acknowledge the winner of the Moses Taylor Pine Honor Prize, awarded annually to that member of the senior class who has most clearly manifested scholarship, strength of character, and effective leadership in support of Princeton University. The Pine Prize, which is the highest honor that the university confers upon an undergraduate, was presented this year at Alumni Day to Amy Saltzman. Amy, would you stand so that we can recognize your accomplishments? The Alan Macy Dulles Class of 51 Service Award. An alumnus of the class of 1951 generously endowed this award to honor his classmate, Alan Macy Dulles, who, seriously injured in the Korean War, set an example of selflessness and courage that are the spirit of this prize. The official description of the award is as follows. Presented each year to the senior whose activities while a Princeton student best represent or exemplify Princeton in the nation's service and in the service of all nations. The Alan Macy Dulles 51 Award is presented this year to Joseph Robinson. Joe. 
Joe has had a remarkable track record of service since his freshman year, devoting himself to programs that support local youth. On campus, he has worked at the Kotzen Children's Library as a literature club volunteer for Trenton middle schoolers and has volunteered as a basketball coach for young boys in the Dillon Youth Basketball League. He created his own community service project, inviting a group of youngsters from Trenton to the campus one to two nights a week for tutoring and reading, after which he would teach them basketball fundamentals. During the summer months, he has logged over 300 hours of volunteer service in support of the Taking Kids Out program, chaperoning a group of local students to 20 Trenton Thunder games. As a Project 55 intern, he also worked in support of two community house summer camps. Joe is also a member of the Big Sisters Big Brothers organization of Mercer County and recently accepted an offer to work at Isles, Inc. in Trenton, a nonprofit community development organization. Please join me once again in congratulating Joe Robinson. Frederick Douglass Service Award, established in 1969 by the Association of Black Collegians, is awarded annually to a senior who has exhibited courage, leadership, intellectual achievement, and a willingness to contribute unselfishly towards a deeper understanding of the experiences of racial minorities, and in who, in, who in so doing, reflects the tradition of service embodied in education at Princeton. This year's winner of the Frederick Douglass Award is Antoinette Seabury. French major, Tony is a ubiquitous presence on the campus. She has involved herself in numerous activities, including Hallelujah, the Chapel Choir, and the Black Student Union. She has served as an MAA for two years in Maddy College, an LGBT ally, and as vice president of your class for the last two years. She was a member of the Martin Luther King Day Planning Committee and has been a panelist for the admissions office during hosting weekends. Tony has been a voice for cultural understanding on the campus, always willing to confront bias, engage in challenging conversations, and raise awareness. She leads by example, always demonstrating a willingness to listen to the points of view of others. Her charismatic personality, her sense of humor, and her tell-it-like-it-is style draw people to her and make, her, make others want to listen. Tony has participated in countless programs and discussions across the campus, always as an engaged participant, always committed to fostering a free but respectful exchange of ideas. Congratulations, Tony. The Harold Willis Dodd Award is an, an annual award established in 1957 to be given to the senior who best embodies the high example set by Harris, Harold Willis Dodds during his tenure as 15th president of Princeton University.
particularly in the qualities of clear thinking, moral courage, a patient and judicious regard for the opinions of others, and a thoroughgoing devotion to the welfare of the university and the life of the mind. This year's winner of the Harold Willis Dodds Award is Matthew Shapiro. Matt has majored in the Woodrow Wilson School and has proved himself to be an outstanding scholar. In addition, he has served as a Matty College RA for two years and has earned the respect and admiration of the staff there. He has also been involved in the Glee Club and in the Sustained Dialogue Program and has served as chair of the USG Minority Issues Report released earlier this year. Matt has devoted significant time and energy as the project coordinator of Esperanza, a weekly SBC tutoring program for middle schoolers. Beyond the qualities of good citizenship, this prize seeks to recognize, as I said, clear thinking, moral courage, and a patient and judicious regard for the opinions of others. To read the assessments from Matt's professors of his capacity to take intellectual risks and to engage his teachers and his peers in serious moral and intellectual inquiry is to be thoroughly convinced that he meets these criteria. Other faculty and staff who have observed him in extracurricular settings speak of his genuine dedication to this university and the gentle and respectful manner he displays daily in his interactions with others. Please join me again in congratulating Matt Shapiro. The next two awards are voted by members of the senior class. The 1901 medal is awarded to the senior who, in the judgment of the student's classmates, has done the most for Princeton. Founded in 1920 by the class of 1901, which in 1952 endowed it in perpetuity and stipulated that thereafter the medal be awarded in memory of its classmate, Walter E. Hope who originated the prize. This year, the winner of the 1901 medal is Matt Margolin. Matt, a native of California, has majored in politics while at Princeton. During his four years here, he has made numerous contributions to this university. They include participation in athletics, both as a member of the men's crew team during his freshman year and as a coach for local youth basketball and for the Special Olympics. In addition, he has served as the undergraduate liaison to OIT, chair of the Alumni Relations Committee, and two terms as a U counselor. But perhaps the role for which he is most well known is that of president of the undergraduate student government. During Matt's tenure, Funding was increased to pay for Pequod packets, and the Point website was created and brought online. Matt worked diligently to open dialogue among and between many campus groups, administrators, and faculty. He listened to you. He framed your suggestions and concerns in constructive ways, and together with administrators and faculty, worked to improve campus life. 
It is only fitting that you have elected him to serve for the next four years as a young alumni trustee. Thank you, Matt, for all you have done for Princeton. W. Sanderson Detweiler 1903 Prize is a silver bowl awarded annually to the senior who, in the judgment of the student's classmates, has done the most for the class. Founded in 1949 in in memory of W. Sanderson Detweiler, class of 1902, by his sister, Mrs. William Jennings Price. This year, the winner of the W. Sanderson Detweiler Prize is Azalea Kim. Hailing from Yonkers, New York, Azalea majored in the Woodrow Wilson School and has also earned a certificate in Chinese language and culture. She has left her mark on Princeton in a variety of ways. Azalea has served as an outdoor action leader and has been a disc jockey at WPRB. She has served as a member of the Honor Committee and a team leader for Arts Alive. But most importantly, she has served as president of the great, or sweet, class of 2005 for the last two years. She has led a loyal corps of your class officers who have worked with her to promote class unity by planning and implementing an extraordinary number of class activities, including parties, speakers, formals, pub nights, and senior week. She helped bring comedians Margaret Cho and Ben Stiller to campus and helped organize Stepsing, Class Day, and all the other spectacular events you have enjoyed and will enjoy in the next two days. Much of this is thankless work, putting up posters, hauling hoagies, sending emails, but Azalea has done it all, not only without complaint, but with enthusiasm. Thank you, Azalea, for all of your hard work, your leadership, and all you have contributed to your class in Princeton. It appears you are Detweiler enough to win the Detweiler. Congratulations, Azalea. Thank you very much, and best wishes to you all. Thank you, Dean Degnan, and congratulations to those award winners. Matt, I know we're friends, but I'm still waiting for my free Pequods. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'd now like to introduce the second student speaker, Brad Lyman. Uh, has anyone else noticed the jackets aren't exactly wrinkle-free? Recently, I was talking to my father about Princeton. Having graduated more than 35 years ago from the esteemed halls of Nassau, he was curious about my Princeton experience. Bradford, he said. So what has changed since I went here? You know, besides all these women and Shirley Tiggleman or something. (laughs) And I thought about it. What captures the heart of student sentiments on campus right now? It wasn't long before I realized that discovering what has changed about Princeton can be found in one place and one place alone. www.thefacebook.com.
Pod.com. The website that has been sweeping across campus like a computer-born Ugg boot. The, f- the Facebook.com has grown into more than just a user-friendly way of stalking that girl from the street. In fact, it's become a fairly significant indicator of our passions, our interests, our political views, and how we feel about the most divisive issues on campus, namely popped collars. (laughs) At first, I was excited because the website seemed exclusive. A person could only be a member if he or she went to Princeton or any number of a small, highly regarded group of Princeton safety schools. But now every Tom, Dick, Harry, and South Dakota College of Mining and Technology (laughs) seems to have their own page. And if my father actually knew how to use the Internet, he would find the statistics staggering. 782 members of the class of 2005 have Facebook.com profiles that list everything from our hometown to whether or not we went to a public school, bitch. At a school where dating is more rare than an American-born engineering grad student. (laughs) It's nice to know that we've replaced the first date with an easy-to-access website. There's a famous Japanese proverb that states, when the character of a man is not clear, look to his friends. And with the Facebook.com, we can also organize ourselves into more than just friends, but 5,000 and counting self-titled, self-created groups. Sure, there are a large number of people in the Triangle Club group, the Daily Princetonian group, the Colonial Club group, but we've now assembled ourselves into the most specific and sometimes peculiar of categories. But the simple fact remains that we can tell a lot about the collective class of 2005 by looking hard at the groups we choose to join. For instance, after a few minutes on the Facebook, my father would realize that we are totally obsessed with what we wear, but more specifically with what we don't wear. A staggering number of us, 542 in fact, are against popped collars. Which begs the question, who really is for popped collars? Could all this animosity be a reaction to the mere 30 members of Princetonians for pop collars? Or the 41 members of Princetonians against Princetonians against pop collars? (laughs) As Princetonians, we also love self-aggrandizement. There are 51 people with their own fan club of some sort. And if we want to get really meta for a moment, Ben Kingsley has 39 people in his fan club. But his fan club has its own fan club, with 11 members total. But this idolatry doesn't even come close to Tim Churchill for president. With a whopping 108 members, which I think is a good start. After all, we haven't had a U.S. president since Woodrow Wilson. And we certainly can't let Yale keep running the show. My My father would be the first to tell you that if there's one thing Princetonians like, it's flexing our creative wit with clever names. 
If you play football, you're a footballer. <laughs> if you're from California, you're in the California club. And if you're in a bad place, you can always join the group that goes by the title, I PDF life and I got a D. <laughs> And my father may think that Princeton kids haven't had a reason to rebel since the 1960s, but the Facebook.com will reassure him that modern Princetonians are still willing to protest. In fact, we have 36 groups against something. Some notable ones being Princeton Students Against Quintiles, people against students talking directly to the professor in the middle of a 300-person lecture, And people against pie-fies taking your laundry out of the dryer before it's done. <laughs> In all seriousness, the Facebook.com has put what defines Princeton on display, both in my father's time and my own, the diversity of our passions, our pleasures, and our pursuits. We will truly find, never find another place quite like it. And should he log on to the Facebook, my father will be relieved to see the existence of one group that would have been around even in his time. Titled simply, Harvard Sucks. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. The Director of Athletics, Gary Walters, Class of 67, will now present the Athletic Awards. Thank you. Today, we gather to celebrate the class of 2005 and to honor the role the class of 2005 has played in preserving and advancing the great tradition that is Princeton athletics. Princeton teams won 36 Ivy League championships in your four years, more than any other school in the league. Princeton won the Ivy League's unofficial all-sports points championship each of your four years as well, running Princeton's active streak to 19 consecutive years. Of the 33 teams that compete in Ivy League sports, 17 won at least one Ivy League championship, Eight teams, men's golf, women's golf, softball, women's soccer, field hockey, women's swimming and diving, women's lacrosse, and men's lacrosse won three Ivy League championships. Of the 38 varsity teams at Princeton, 31 competed in the national championships for their sport, and five, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, field hockey, men's water polo, and women's soccer competed in the final four. And of course, and with great pride, two teams won two national championships, the women's lacrosse team and the women's lightweight rowing teams. And the beat goes on. Yesterday, the women's open crew team came in second at the NCAA championships held in Sacramento.
your class combined for 20 All-American selections, 156 All-Ivy League selections, and 10 Ivy League Player of the Year awards. Add it up, and the class of 2005 can take its rightful place in the outstanding lineage that is Princeton Athletics. I will now present our Senior Athlete Award winners from the class of 2005. These awards were announced on Thursday at the annual Princeton Varsity Club Senior Awards Banquet. Please hold your applause to the end. The winner of the 1916 Cup, given to that member of the senior class with the highest academic standing who has earned a varsity letter in his or her senior year, is Neil Marotra, an economics major who rode on the lightweight crew team. Congratulations, Neil. Our next award is the Art Lane Award, named after one of Princeton's athletic icons, Art Lane, class of 1934, and winner of the Pine Prize, who captained the undefeated football team to the national championship. The award is given to honor selfless contribution to sport and society by graduating seniors. This year, we have three winners. Chanel Latimer. Chanel, a sociology major, winner of the prestigious Spirit of Princeton Award, who co-captained the women's track and field team. The next winner, Alex Brown. Congratulations, Alex. Alex is an ecology and evolutionary biology major who was an academic all-Ivy player in volleyball. And the third winner is once again Joe Robinson, earlier winner of the Dulles Award. Congratulations, Joe. Joe, also a sociology major who competed on the men's football team. Our next award is the C. Otto von Keenbusch Award. It is presented in memory of a member of the class of 1905. The award is presented to those senior women of high scholastic rank who have demonstrated ability in athletics and the qualities of true sports women. This year we have four winners. Esmeralda Negron. Es. Congratulations, Es. A Spanish major who led the women's soccer team to the NCAA Final Four this past season. The second winner is Stephanie Shao. Steph. Stephanie is an East Asian studies major who put together one of the greatest careers in the proud history of Princeton women's swimming. The third winner is Avery Kaiser. Congratulations. Avery is an operations research and financial engineering major who led the golf team to the NCAA championships in all four years that she competed. And the final winner is Elizabeth Pillion. Congratulations, Elizabeth. 
Elizabeth is a history major whose feisty play and winning spirit contributed to two NCAA national championships in women's lacrosse and a Final Four appearance in soccer. Congratulations. The final, the final award is the William Winston Roper Trophy that goes annually to those senior men of high scholastic rank who have demonstrated outstanding qualities of sportsmanship and general proficiency in athletics. This year, we have two winners. Soren Thompson. Soren, an art and archaeology major and fencer who won the individual NCAA championship in EPE and who competed in the 2004 Olympics in Athens, where he defeated the defending Olympic champion, resulting in the best performance in 50 years by a U.S. fencer in the EPE. And Will Venable, Will, Will's an anthropology major who played and starred in both basketball and baseball at Princeton. Will was a first-team All-Ivy selection and NCAA tournament participant in both sports. In closing, I want to thank each of the senior athletes here in the audience today for choosing to come to Princeton, for sharing your talents with us, for representing the university well, and for contributing meaningfully to the tapestry of the undergraduate experience. Go Tiger! Thank you very much, and congratulations to all the winners. Thank you, Mr. Walters, class of 67, parent 05. Now I'd like to introduce the third student speaker, Patrick Cunningham. I've been in Shirley Tillman's sightline now for 45 minutes. <laughs> I only have one thought. Shirley, what are you doing after? <laughs> We're both single. I'm a Princeton grad. <laughs> we got to have some fun. <laughs> Is she not hot? I dare you to say no. <laughs> Four years ago, working as a minimum wage grocery clerk outside of illustrious Akron, Ohio, I was in desperate need of a fan club. So I wrote myself a fan letter. It is currently my only fan letter, Shirley. <laughs> Normally, I would, I would have let my hot Canadian girlfriend do it. But imaginary people write imaginary letters. 
which are hard to paste down in a scrapbook. I didn't address the letter to my present self because that person wasn't too exciting or attractive. Although my days of price-checking cans of generic cat food had their highlights, thank you. The letter reads, Dear Patrick of 2005, In my personal opinion, you're really fantastically amazing. What will you find out in college? Did Princeton save you? Yours sincerely, Patrick of 2001. Not being one to neglect my fan. Especially one so devoted as myself. I finally got around to writing a response last night. Dear Patrick of 2001, The spring of your freshman year you will stagger down the streets of East Hampton, New York, and accuse a man of being an overweight Billy Joel look-alike. <laughs> Only then to find out Mr. Joel was much larger and much meaner in real life. <laughs> than the album covers would suggest. <laughs> That's the way it had to be. You will find out. You will find out that your sophomore year roommate will build a castle from discarded cardboard in the common room and then move his desk, bed, and runaway girlfriend from California inside. <laughs> you will find you will need to take five QRs to find the one that fits. <laughs> you will find that tools are not objects, but people who study politics. <laughs> and you will find out proctors don't enjoy being tickled in the dark. <laughs> Although you will enjoy tickling proctors in the dark. <laughs> They giggle. Anyways, you will travel to Paris, France, be smuggled into a dingy hotel room, be thrown out of two restaurants, escape a band of angry cabaret performers, fall in love with a concertmaster of a subway orchestra, all in less than a week. You will be an English major, a romance novelist, an intern in an embassy abroad, a vice president of a multinational software company, and a stand-up comic. You will find clever ways to read your CV in front of Chevy Chase. <laughs> you will find out how important and versatile the humble nap can be. You will find out that dining hall food slowly turns inedible. You will never me memorize your Frist mailbox combination. <laughs> Ever. And Patrick, my dear, sweet, perpetually single Patrick. <laughs> you'll find Princeton will not save you. Could not save you. 
even if it wanted to. Even if in the very end you still needed saving. No, Princeton, if you let it, if you do it right, makes your life more difficult. It complicates your circumstances. And if you push yourself, leaves you feeling both desperate and eager. Make no mistake, the core requirements don't add up to a core. Nothing will be quenched. Your desires will be sharpened until they stick in your gut like needles. That was poetic, guys. Switched from jokes to poetic. You'll find out in college that you and your eclectic wardrobe will change slowly. Now the world, it can and will change its colors a in a series of singular moments. From peace to war, from war to uncertainty, from red states to more red states. But for the individual, there will be no overnight miracle makeovers of the soul. Salvation, what's left of it, is a piecemeal, protracted affair. A series of hard-won exchanges, trades, substitutions, and refittings. Under the protracted strain, your heart will rupture, break, and your passions... Yeah. Something about passions and your passions before unseen will trickle out, seep into the palpitating pockets and begin their careful embalming, our subtle secret ways of self-sustaining. You will look good in pink, but don't rush it. Such choices take time. When you leave Princeton, like when you leave that grocery store, you will be hungry for redemption, purpose, and properly prepared chicken fried steak. More importantly, you will believe that the very status of our divided and hyper-moody society is at risk for change simply because you are about to enter it. At the beginning you will struggle, but ultimately you will not settle for mere cooperation with the status quo. You will be too sickened, delighted, intrigued, drunk, or angry to let things sit as they are. You will be pressed into the service of our universe because of your deep, abiding engagement with the creatures and mysteries it contains. This deep engagement is one of love. You will find, as the years go by, the only way to be put on the line is to put your life there. And that's the way it should be, the way it will be. The way you know this place gave you everything it could, took from you all you could possibly give. Amen, 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 and congratulations to you all. Thank you, Patrick. If you're going to send him fan mail, please remember to not send it to his first mailbox. <laughs> to present the next award, we have Dave Brown, the director of SVC, and Marjorie Young, the director of Community House. Yay, Marjorie. The sweet class of 2005. You have astounded us in your capacity to commit yourselves to community service. 
Hundreds of you have done weekly projects, tutoring in Princeton and Trenton, renovating houses, raking leaves, visiting the elderly and children infected with AIDS, shoveling snow and preparing meals for guests in soup kitchens. You have participated in one-time projects like Campus Volunteer Day, community service, community and Special Olympics. Through Project 55 and other class funds, you have served summer internships in this country and around the world. And you have produced valuable and meaningful research for local communities through community-based learning initiative. One enterprising member of your class with a little time on his hands once he handed in his thesis, estimated that you have given, a, given approximately 70,000 hours of community service in your time at Princeton. We are in awe and we are grateful. Give yourselves a big applause. This year's recipients of the Priscilla Glickman Class of 92 Memorial Prize for Community Service goes to Maridel Bully and Brandon, Brandon Nicholson. Please come up. Brandon Nicholson has been an instrumental part of Community House. Initially, he joined our staff as a coordinator of the middle school tutoring program. When we needed a driver for another middle school project, Brandon managed to fit this into his schedule as well. Brandon has given his time and leadership skills to the Big Brothers Big Sisters project. This is one of the biggest projects at Community House as we work with over 30 middle school students and 30 Princeton University volunteers. Brandon's commitment, patience, and congeniality were welcomed week after week by both the middle school students and the Princeton volunteers. Brandon's commitment to community service is genuine. His desire to make a difference, leave a positive mark, and serve as a role model for young people who are underserved is truly exemplary. He has done a stellar job during his time at Princeton, not just at Community House, but through his work, through organizations like the Black Student Union, the Black Men's Awareness Group, the Cruz Blanca Initiative, Soka Gaikai International, his religious organization. In the fall, Brandon will pursue his graduate studies in education policy at UC Berkeley, where he aspires one day to be involved in education policy that will enhance the same public school systems which he attended in Oakland, California. Congratulations. Maridel Bully didn't just bring children who must spend their nights in the unstimulating welfare motels to inspiring afternoons at the Cotson Children's Library. She didn't just help raise tens of thousands of dollars for the reconstruction of the tsunami-devastated communities. Maridel's style was to bring the kids struggling in our community into the fundraising effort, connecting them for the children, to the children struggling on the other side of the world but also connecting them with their most human capacities, their capacity to help others. 
That's something that the class of 05 did a whole lot of these last four years. And as Meridel has shown, it's with ex when exceptional ability and intense humanity meet in action that we truly see the best that Princeton University has to offer. Congratulations, Meridel. And to the great class of 2005, as you leave, we wish you Godspeed. And remember, service is the rent you pay for living. Thank you, Mr. Brown and Ms. Young. Uh, we'd now like to announce the names of the faculty who will be retiring this year. Uh, I'll just go through their names, and one of them is present, and I'll ask him to stand. Frediano Vittorio Bracco, Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering. Michael Nils Danielson, The Woodrow Wilson School. Nell Irvin Painter, The History Department. Robert Alden Finney, Geosciences. Howard... Yeah, Geo. <laughs> Howard L. Rosenthal, Politics. Paul Eugene Sigmund, Politics. <laughs> Malcolm Sal Steinberg, Molecular Biology. And Julian Wolpert, The Woodrow Wilson School. We have several members of the class of 2005 who are awarded the Spirit of Princeton honor, which honors those who have given to Princeton and showed what Princeton is about over their time here. Um, they are Jennifer Alvinson, Jordan Amadio, Andrew Bruck, Darren Geist, Chanel Latimer, Shue Lim, Christopher Ramos, Justin Reed, Antoinette Seabury, Robert Simmons, and Jesse Weber. Okay, now we will introduce uh, the new honorary members of our class. Our first honorary member of the class is Don Betterton, Princeton's Director of Undergraduate Financial Aid. <laughs> Under the leadership of Donald M. Betterton, Princeton has developed perhaps the best financial aid program in the nation. Over half of our class has directly benefited from the generosity of the financial aid program under his direction. It is fitting that Mr. Betterton joins our class as we are the first class to graduate Princeton University with the full four-year benefit of the famed no-loan policy, an institutional commitment to meet the financial need of all students on aid through the use of grants and work-study awards rather than loans. In addition, Mr. Betterton, who was a collegiate soccer player at Dartmouth, was instrumental in the development of the women's soccer programs as a coach on the first women's teams during the 1970s. This year, that women's varsity soccer team ended their season ranked fourth in the nation. Mr. Betterton attended college with the benefit of financial aid himself in the form of a Naval ROTC scholarship. After 24 total years of service in active duty assignment and the Reserve Corps as a Naval aviator, Mr. Betterton retired with the rank of captain. Sir, it is my great honor to welcome you to our ranks as an honorary member of the class of 2005.
The second person we're inducting into our class today is Charles Jones. Charles Jones, known to his kids as Charles, is a dining services employee in Butler and Wilson Colleges who has made it a part of his job. (laughs) Charles has made it a part of his job to get to know nearly every student who passes through his dining halls, whether they're from Butler Wilson or not. One current senior surmised that no one knows more members of our class by name or that anyone cares more about the undergraduates he meets than Charles. Another student echoed this statement, writing that it is clear that Charles truly cares about the health and well-being of each of the students. He keeps track of various activities, sporting events, and performances, and intends as many as possible despite his own demanding work schedule. Whether one is a slightly homesick freshman looking for a friendly face or a busy, stressed senior dashing around campus, Charles' friendly wave and positive, upbeat attitude can and does really brighten a student's day. Even two years after we have left the residential colleges, students still cherish running into campus, running into Charles around campus. Even two years after we stopped seeing him regularly, he still offers members of the class of 2005 hugs, high fives, and friendship. It is therefore my honor and pleasure to welcome Charles Jones as an honorary member of the class of 2005. Uh, the next one is actually a surprise. The recipient didn't know uh, she was going to receive it today. Uh, it is my honor to present Princeton University's 19th president and Princeton's very first female president, Shirley Tillman, with an honorary membership to the class of 2005. After 15 years on the faculty at Princeton, President Tillman jumped ships and ditched a lab coat to begin her freshman year as president with the class of 2005. While she didn't have to take finals, write a thesis, or phase comps, She has worked tirelessly to promote progress at Princeton and to lead the university in pace-setting directions, despite the obstacles that may stand in her way. She has been a voice for Princeton, for science, and for women leaders around the world, and has shown to be a committed advocate for delivering a Princeton education within reach to all deserving students. We might be willing to admit that all this is harder than writing a thesis. It is only appropriate that she celebrate the end of her senior year with us today. President Tillman. Now for our final honorary class member, who's actually going to give a speech first, Chubby Chase. Throughout our formative years, the class of 2005 watched Chevy Chase, with his movies becoming part of our collective memory and shared sense of humor. Mr. Chase's work over the past three decades has wide appeal, touching many across the generations. 
As one of the founding members of Saturday Night Live, he worked behind the scenes as a writer and in front of a cam- the camera as the weekend update anchor, earning Emmy awards in both writing and acting for his efforts. After Saturday Night Live, he moved to Hollywood, where he starred in such classics as Caddyshack, the National Lampoon's Vacation series, the Fletch series, and Three Amigos. He is known for, <laughs> he is known for his trademark deadpan comedy style and commitment to family movies. But he is also a talented musician. In fact, a band he played with while at Bard College eventually was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His interest in music has been evident on our own campus in recent years, as Mr. Chase has supported the performing arts at Princeton, especially our a cappella groups. But he has further ties to the university community. His daughters attend the nearby Lawrenceville School, I suppose are therefore considered townies, but, which is okay. But more importantly, his father was a member of the class of 1941 here, and his sister is the first female valedictorian at Princeton back in the 70s. As someone who has strong love for the university and community and is also a prominent celebrity voice and patron of the arts, we are delighted to introduce Mr. Chevy Chase as our keynote speaker. เดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวสิจอดกระกระเจียละละกบาเลยละจะกระเจนละกระเซียนบรรจงชีตกะเลยละกลาด้วยเดี๋ยวช่วยได้เลยละมีนี่ราเลก
See me afterward. Uh, I'll be on uh, Channel 13. <laughs> or is it an address? Simply an address. Like 4791 Bernatsky Drive. Peter Big, Ohio. Well, it's not an address either. I don't know what a keynote address is, and I don't know really what I'm supposed to do, whether I'm supposed to give you. I talked to Dean, uh, uh, Dean, I'm a Dean, Dean, <laughs> Dean, Dean, Dean Dunn. And uh, uh, nobody really could tell me what it was I was supposed to do, except um, that this was your day, and I could sure sense that from sitting here in the la for the last uh, two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> I knew it wasn't my day. That was just... Uh, but he said, you know, give five to 15 minutes. I said, five to 15 minutes? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time. Uh, no pictures, please. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, I forgot my speech. I really actually forgot it. I was packing last night a little bag to stay at the Nassau Inn. Nice rooms, by the way, in the Nassau Inn. The cockroaches opened the door for me. In order to get to your bed, you've got to walk through a TV set. But uh, I remember, you know, I like to bring my... I was packing everything carefully. And the, these, my, my reindeer shoes... They're made of reindeer, I swear. I swear to God. Reindeer leather. Uh, I remember to pack my razor, my, the one that vibrates. My vibrating razor. Have you, have you all got those green razors? The three? Yeah, I invented the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the triple track, uh, the first year's SNL. Uh, it's the one that the first blade pulls your hair out a little bit, and the second one latches onto it and pulls it out a little bit further, and the third one shears it. It's uh, off. Before you knew it, there was one. Now we have one that vibrates while you're shaving. And it apparently is supposed to make your beard stand up. Like this. <laughs> Please cut me, cut me. And uh, I brought that along. And there was the speech right there on the edge of the bathtub. And you know where it is now? On the edge of the bathtub. Same place. And I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm more of a fall-down uh, comic. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Sometimes I make myself laugh. <laughs> uh. I don't know any jokes. But, um, oh, wait, I did. I heard a joke. The other day, uh, from my shrink, it was about these uh, <laughs> Iraqi women and men who are coming from a uh, from services, religious services, and the women were walking right there together with the men, except for one woman who was back about twenty feet, twenty paces. And one of them said, uh, "One of the other women said, Sarika, come on up, up here. You can come. The times have changed now. We're we're more equal with the men. You can you can walk with us." Why are you back so far? And she said, landmines. <laughs> it's not bad. I, I, 
It's worth 400 bucks for 45 minutes. Or should I have words of wisdom for you? I, I don't really know that a movie actor has got a lot of words of wisdom for people from the number one university in the world. Uh, except, of course, use ointment. But... Uh, Or if you're going blind, you are doing it right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you something about, about wisdom. Uh, I asked my dad once, who I consider to be the most intelligent and the funniest man I've ever known. He's now 86, and he's suffering from Alzheimer's, uh, but he's, he's still there. He still, uh, you know, recognizes me, and we still talk, and we, we still laugh together. But I asked him uh, years ago when I was in college, and I was uh, graduating, what, I, what he thought the – I had to give the speech, the solitarian speech, and uh, he asked uh, – he, he said – I asked him what – I asked him what was the most important quality, uh, as he saw it, in, in, in humans. And uh, he said, um, go take a leak, will you? No, he said, um, he said, a sense of humor. And the way he explained it to me uh, was brilliant. And I, I believe that very strongly myself in my own heart, that that is the most important quality, because... A sense of humor is a sense of perspective. It's a, it's a way of gauging what's important in life and, and what's just that much less important and, or more important. If you don't have a sense of humor, uh, you're going to go through life with pimples on your back and, uh, uh, and have a nervous breakdown at the age of, you know, 30 and... Uh, you just don't, you won't have that sense of perspective. So sense of humor is, I think, the most important quality in life. That's why I strapped down my dong today. I, I had nothing to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a way of gauging, you know, what's important and what's mindless. Like strapping down my dong today, whatever. And what are you guys going to do after you leave here? I mean, what's going to happen? What, what, what's going to happen to all of you? You're really going to go all going to go right off to the job you wanted. Some of you are going to go try to pass the bar after you've gone to law school or, or graduate school. And some of you are just going to walk right in to the bar and keep it up for about five years. Uh, I found... Uh, maybe this is a word of wisdom. I found that I was 28 years old, really, before I really knew what it was I was going to do with my life. Up to that time, I was writing, I was playing music, I was doing driving cabs, I was uh, doing whatever I could to stay alive. Uh, this was in the 60s uh, when uh, uh, things were a little different than they are now. We didn't have water. Uh, suffice it to say, there are many other ways of keeping our consciousness. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
some of you go to, uh, you know, graduate school in communications. I always found that to be funny, that new term. That, that's, a, that's one that's more very recent. Communications. I studied communications, which basically means I'd like to be a TV star. <laughs> that's all it means. It's a, I'm going to be a journalist. Uh, I think I'll put this over here. <laughs> but I, I think uh, most of you will probably think for a few years, and that that's the most important thing to do, is start to just think and uh, get out of this maelstrom and this whirlwind of uh, academic rigor and activity that you've been in uh, for four years. And it must have been hell here. I, I have a daughter who's here uh, who's taking a hiatus now because she's practically going through a a breakdown. I mean, it's, it's, it was tough. She's a, it's a tough school, and uh, you all deserve this class day, to say the very least. Uh, but uh, you deserve to have some time to just settle, settle in and think a little bit, maybe get at the bottom of that pool like Dustin Hoffman did in The Graduate, and uh, not have somebody come up to you and say, plastics, you know. Uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a time for that, for reflection. Uh, probably most of you will go on to graduate school because that's the kind of uh, intellects you are. Um, you'll go on to graduate school and get better and better at such things as computers. <laughs> By 28, you may declare taxes if you've made enough in a year. Otherwise, I'd forget about it. I didn't. I didn't. Or you might join the armed forces, kill somebody. You know, repel from a chopper, uh, climb or free climb the face of one of those Monument Valley uh, things you see on TV, the guy climbing the face of it. That's what it's like to be in the Army. You're driving along and all of a sudden, bam, your leg's blown off. That's a, I thought I was going to be climbing up Monument Valley, man. Or you might go into politics. Get into a position to have others kill or be killed for you. Pretend we have enemies imminently prepared to attack us. Claim they're making WMDs and have them killed. Play some golf and embrace your narcissism. <laughs> Appoint other golfers to the courts. And always remember to pronounce it nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. As a president... If you ever get that far, what the heck? I mean, you should, you should know by now it's nuclear. <laughs> Forget the, the nucleus and the nuclear thing. Whatever that is that's happening that makes bombs go off, it's nuclear. Boy, does that drive me bats. I go bat shit. I go nuts. <laughs> nuclear. Nobody's told them? <laughs> Holy Moses. Excuse my language. Hey, I've gone like eight minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, puff out your chest. And if you're a male or, or if you're unsure, suck it in if you work for one. What could be more fun or funnier than a single-handedly starting, say, a jihad? You could do that if you get into politics. That'd be fun with other golfers. 
Whatever you do, don't read or travel if you still have a chance and want one at perspective. Be as incurious about the world as a bundt cake and about as funny as an egg timer. You'll be there. Personally, I decided to be a movie star. Actually, I had nothing to say about it. You're only one because somebody wrote you are. Uh, the stars are made by the written press. We're not made by uh, what we do on the screen or what we do on TV or, or whatever. And I, I guess it's important every year that they get a speaker here who's a star in some fashion. I saw the tape of John Stewart last year, and, uh, and I think I saw a little bit of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. But uh, you wouldn't know who they were or who I am if it weren't for somebody writing it in a magazine. So you, you, the key is to have something written about you. Uh, once, once you're written about, you, you're a certified star. And you, you get work, big work, for a lot of money. And you got that key to that S600. I, I still see you. He's still singing. I just want my key to the hooker, or whatever that was, that big thing. I don't get one of those, huh? But uh, I, I did really enjoy uh, in my hottest time, and I'm just about to start up again making movies. Uh, I've just made three, in fact. They'll be coming out soon to a theater near you. Uh, some, somewhere around the fall or Christmas, I would think, would be the first one. Uh, with Fletch and Caddyshack and uh, Three Amigos and the vacation movies and Funny Farm and Spies Like Us. How did you like those? Man of the House. God, that's a piece of crap. <laughs> he liked Man of the House. What's your name, son? Bill? I'd, I'd change it. What? Yeah, you want to ask a question? Go ahead. Ask me anything. He said, you're telling me you bet on the fight in the Rocky Three and you bet against Rocky? Dirty work. Oh, is that, oh, was that, oh, was that, was that dirty work? I had nothing to do with that movie. I think that was a piece of... That was, now, the script was very funny. The script for Dirty Work was hilarious, but it was, but it was, it was R-rated. There's no getting around it. It had filth in it, and, I, and that was the one reason I said, I'll, I'll be in it. And then, <laughs> I mean, very funny stuff. Uh... I can't. I'll tell you an example of one of the jokes in it was uh, the two guys in, in Dirty Work who are, who are mischief makers. You know, they're, they're always trying to. They, they go and they park in the, in the, in the football, uh, uh, the, the football team's parking area, and they say the football team guys say, "Hey, get out of here! You can't park here. This is for the football team." No, no, no. Football team parking is in your mother. No, no. And then they leave. You know, and they come back, and the next day, the next day they come back, and the football team is there, and. I notice there's a big box of donuts. Now, this is in the script, but not in the movie. There's a big box of donuts waiting for the team. And after the practice, they said, hey, look at this. And they all started eating the donuts. And at the bottom of the box, this is in the script, there's a Polaroid showing both those guys with erections. And you know where the donuts are. And it's one of the funniest things I ever read in my life. I said, I've got to be in that movie. And there wasn't anything in that movie that was even close to something that, uh, that filthy. It, was, it turned out to be PG, I don't know, 
31 or some, uh, you know. No, I, I hated that. Funny Farm was good. Fletch was good. Fletch was just winging it. That's what I'm doing now is winging it. <laughs> just saying whatever you can. But um, uh, I wish I, I had a, a real piece of wisdom to give you people, but every, time, every one of you to whom I've spoken before I came up here, and that really means the ones who are behind me here, are so bright and so articulate, and the ones who have spoken today are so really way ahead of me, and uh, I, I feel as if I've wasted so much of my life. Uh, I mean it, really. I honestly mean that. I, I, I wish I had done better in college and, and, not, uh, and not gotten uh, those Ds. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 uh, I'm very proud to be asked to come here and be the keynote speaker for whatever it's worth. I'm very, very proud uh, that I can tell my kids I did that and uh, uh, tell my wife. In fact, I'd like to find my wife. Uh, here, I'll, I'll drop her a line somewhere. Now nah, she's at home taking care of the kids and the animals. And um, uh, I'm very proud of all of you. Uh, I'm proud to be considered sort of a part of your class and by you asking me to come. Uh, I think that, that was real nice of you. And uh, I'm very sorry I didn't bring the thing that I wrote. It wasn't a heck of a lot better than what I just, uh, <laughs> what I just uh, sort of winged here with my notes. But um, I wish you all the best. And I, and I think uh, I'd like you to remember that what I, what I said about sense of humor and sense of perspective, and that that, that is important. And uh, of all the things in life that I can suggest is uh, keep laughing and, and, uh, and uh, keep things in perspective and uh, keep a sense of humor. And God bless all of you. Take care. Great. We'd uh, now like to induct him as an honorary member of the class of 2005. So we've got a nice jacket, a little, little novelty jacket for you. Wow. Hey, man. Thank you very much. What's this, the key? There's a little certificate. No key. Oh, no key. Okay. You got your book, too? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to start again. Okay. Thanks a lot. Well, I guess we laughed at the right parts when he spoke in Chinese, so hopefully we'll do that tomorrow when the salutatorian speaks in Latin. Thank you again, Mr. Chase. Um, we have a few, members, a few announcements before we conclude today's ceremony. Um, first, that seniors wearing your jackets may pick up lunches for yourselves and your families over on Alexander Beach after the ceremony. Um, at this time, you may also pick up the wristbands that you'll need for alcoholic beverages at tonight's prom. There'll be tables in front of Blair Arch to go get those on. Um, and finally, after we conclude here, we need everyone to vacate Cannon Green quickly so that building services can start getting ready for tomorrow. Thank you all for joining us today. Congratulations to those who have won awards. Congratulations to those who have won awards today and throughout their Princeton careers and people like myself who just haven't.
We all deserve recognition for what we have done while here. We must also remember, though, to thank those who have helped us on our way. We'd like to thank our parents and our families. And our friends, all in the class of 2005 and beyond, who have helped us on this chapter in our lives. And, of course, the members of the university community, including the honorary class members, and all they've done for each of us in the class of 2005. Um, would the students leading the singing of Old Nassau please come up to the stage? Thanks again, and we'll all see you on Alexander Beach.